What's up, guys? From the heart of Montana, this is Carroll College's student podcast, Big Sky, Small World. All right, and welcome back to another segment of Three Guys, Four Mics. I'm Guillermo, and as always, I'm here with Mason and Johnny. Today, special guest, Chucklemeister, Chuckle, Charles, Charles Putbreeze from Chuck the Breezy. Focus. Woo! Thanks focus for Missionary. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's an honor to be here. So, Chuck, starting off. Tell us what FOCUS is. FOCUS Missionary, you know? Yeah, FOCUS stands for the Fellowship of um, Catholic University Students. Um, it's been around for about 20-some years now. Um, and we've been at Carroll College for the last two. But we were here 16 years ago in the early 2000s. So, tell us a little bit about how you got here. I went to Lowe's College in Dubuque, Iowa. Um, I originally went there to be in the seminary, St. Pius X. Um, after a year and a half, I disowned out. Um, I knew I still wanted to be involved in my faith in some way, some capacity, and focus, focus was on my campus. So, um, yeah, I just got involved with them, going to Bible studies, going to different conferences, retreats, and then throughout time, yeah, I knew um, I had to graduate, and I wanted to do something with my faith still, and Focus was just there, I just continued to be pursued by them, and um, I interviewed, got accepted, and then last year, 2020, they told me I was coming to Carroll College, well, two years ago now, wow, I'm good, I've been here for a while. Um, so, yeah, we don't really have much of a choice where we go off of CEO. And then they asked me to return here last year, so I've been very grateful. It's been great to know all three of you guys and yeah. um, everyone's listening. Yeah, for sure. We appreciate you, you know, being on campus and building that relationship with us and other mm-hmm. students. And, you know, it's definitely shows some of the things that can be brought from focus. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. S- same here, Chuck. I mean, I'd say we've, we've gotten pretty close. You're two years here. Obviously, it's been great having you on campus. Chuck Meister, I have a question for you. What's up, G-Money? What's it like being a focus missionary at Carroll? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, it's been an honor. It's, like, it's one of my favorite things. Um, so with, within focus, it's just getting to know other guys, um, other students, and just being invited into their life in some way. So um, whether it's having a tough conversation with someone or um, you know, just getting to know them. Um, but it's been on a it's like small campus, so I also came from a smaller campus. So just taking our time, getting to know each other, and really growing those friendships. It's been a lot of fun, um, you know, doing random things. Um, like sponsoring people in RCA, Tyler Smith. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> There's one. I know, three more to go, right? Um, so, um, but like, yeah, walking um, students like Tyler Smith or like Johnny or like Guillermo or Mason um, and just continue to get to know them better on a deeper level and to see where they're going, see how the Lord's working in their own life. What would you say is the hardest part about being a focused missionary? Uh, the constant rejection. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, no one in particular, Gamble. Uh, <laughs> Dang, you're not supposed to call me out like that. <laughs> oh, Chuck, come on, man. Um, no, but like, that's the beauty within focus, though, too, is we have a team life. So um, even though we can be rejected by students like Gamble, uh, <laughs> 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 we can um, continue to go back to um, go back to Christ and go back to that relationship with Him, um, and go back to the team who's really investing in us because they don't really have a choice. They have to be friends with you because they don't really know anyone else in town either. So yeah, um, really the team life has been probably a good outlet for that. Uh, what's it been working with, like Jack, Ani, and Carly this year? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, though all three fantastic people, as you all are very well well. 
Um, so it's been an honor getting, being able to enter into their lives in a deeper way. Um, getting to know Arnie a little bit better, as you guys know, she was a professional volleyball player, which is incredible. Um, and then being able to see that and how um, she leads this year. Oh, they're going to see her games. Um, or just see how she interacts with the volleyball girls. Getting to know Jack um, on a more personal level because he's my roommate. Um, and see the guys he's walking with, um, the football players, um, the track athletes, um, and just getting to know him as a brother and really growing those in that friendship and that brotherhood. And then um, Carly, it's been an honor to get to know her. She's a lot of fun. Um, going to go play catch, going to the batting cages, um, just entering into their lives better. It's just been very honoring to be allowed to enter into their lives as well. What would you say <laughs> is probably like one of your most favorite experiences while here at Carroll with the students? Yeah, um, there's a lot. Um, probably last year going to the Dominican Republic. Um, I know it wasn't on campus, uh, but being able to lead um, eight students into that um, and take them there, Guillermo, you're one of them, so you can talk about yeah. that as well. Yeah, no, it was a great experience. And I mean, obviously from a student perspective, it's always great to be able to go out to do some service, um, to give back to the community. So being able to go to the Dominican Republic was a really great experience through Focus. Um, but as your missionary perspective, what, what was that like for you? It was challenging. It was good. Um, so it was challenging in the sense that it was our first time working with Blue Missions. Um, so just working out those kinks of like, okay, how do we have these conversations um, and like plan out what we're going to do throughout the day with them before we go do it. But then also walking with the students in a foreign country, them almost not getting on the airplanes on the way back home. You know, it's just like, okay, I'm kind of like babysitting them, but at the same time, I'm not because they're all adults. But it was a lot of fun just to see how they grow and all the memories and stories we, that came from it. Yeah, and going on with that, uh, those interactions and those times with students, what would you think is the most rewarding part about being a focused missionary? Probably just being able to enter into their lives in a deeper way. When someone opens up to you and actually has a really meaningful conversation, like, you, there's no reason you should be telling me any of this, right? Like, I don't know you at all. The only thing you really know about me is my name's Chuck, and... I'm a focused missionary, but you're opening up all about all the hard things you're facing, both here on campus and at home. That's been very rewarding, just very honoring to be um, entering that part of students' lives. Yeah, so just going back uh, to the DR, we're talking about uh, how often are trips like that taken? Are you doing it again, like this coming year? So Focus um, actually does one of the most um, mission trips out of the whole board. Um, uh, most, like the other I don't know which organization is beating it, but Focus is up there, um, at least for the Catholic organizations, that's number one. Um, we do more um, mission trips in Stephenville, I think Benedictine, and one other college combined. Um, so they're happening all the time. If anyone's ever interested, let me know. Go to focus.missions um, online, and you can get able to sign up. But we'll, I care we're not leading any mission trips this year. Is there a reason? No reason, just not doing trips this year. Was going to the DR, was that like the first mission trip in a while? Uh, first mission sure. trip that from Carroll. Carroll, Because yeah. we haven't had missionaries here in like 16 years. Yeah. So makes it kind of tough to lead a mission trip when we have no missionaries. Makes sense. <laughs> okay. So Chuck, how would you say, what's it like working with Father Mark and Deidre and Chris and all the other leaders on campus? Very honoring. Just being, again, entering into their lives as well. Getting to know Father Mark on a deeper level. Uh, from him calling me the Chuck Maestro, right? Is that what he called Chuck Wagon at the end of Mass? Um, it's just it's really fun. Just It's also just very honoring to learn from DJ and Chris and Father, who have much more experience in this area um, and much more knowledge in their faith. 
So we can just learn from them and learn how to walk with other students. Um, and then walking with all the peer ministers. You know, they're doing, they're on the ground flow. All three of you guys are going to be peer ministers next year. So that's super exciting. So, yes, but, sir. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. But yeah, with you guys walking on the ground flow with the students, yeah, it's really cool to see. And just very honoring just to see that and be involved in that in this way. Well, Chuck, if you were to offer advice for students who are currently going through the Lenten journey, for those of you who may not know what Lent is, uh, could you also explain what Lent means for the Catholic community? And what advice would you give to those who are like, uh, I'm about to give up a little bit, but what, what would you say as the Chuck Meister? <laughs> yeah, Lent is a time of, like, more or less a time of preparation for Easter, so... Um, Lent begins on Ash Wednesday, where um, we get the cross, um, Ash cross on our head, where dust, dust you all created, uh, from dust you created, from dust you return. So we enter into Lent and we prepare ourselves by fasting in some way, um, fasting, almsgiving, and prayer, to then be able to fully receive Christ again in Easter. So Lent kind of ends on Good Friday, or it does end on Good Friday, with the like, with Christ being crucified on the cross. Uh, we then enter into the Triduum, um, so the three days between Friday and Sunday when Christ is in the tomb. And then we have a big celebration on Easter Sunday when Christ has raised from the dead. Um, but some advice is just continue, just keep on doing it. Uh, stick with it. I know it's tough. I know it's challenging. It's a long time, but it's worth it, right? You know, we can grow in small ways. So we can say no to the good things. So, like, when we are tempted with bad things, we, it's, easier to say good. Um, it's easier to say no to those. Yeah, and uh, not not necessarily anything to do with Lent specifically, but if you want to tie to that, uh, what are some ways that you would suggest students that want to get their get deeper into their faith to do, and what just like what does that look like for them? Yeah, it depends really where you're at in your faith. A good recommendation is get involved in your small group on your flow. For the upperclassmen who don't necessarily have a small group, going to a focused Bible study. We do Bible studies. I think we have fourteen a week on campus. If you have any questions, please let me know. I can give you the times later. I don't have them. Actually, I do have them on my phone. But we, yeah, if you want to get involved in a Bible study, we'd love to have you. Uh, for students who are not quite Catholic-like, like Tyler Smith, um, you can go to <laughs> you can go to RCIA and you know um, get involved in that way to get prepare yourself to receive the sacraments. That's two, three. Anyways, uh, so, so Chuck, uh, you know something that I found that I enjoy doing is kind of asking. A little bit more about your childhood and you know pre-focus and stuff. Would you like to talk about some of that? Yeah, I'd love to. Well, more uh, yeah, more specifically, Mason, you kind of know about a little bit about this. We we're talking about earlier. Someone was just telling us about when you were at uh, college in Iowa, right? Mm-hmm. Loras, you had a focused experience or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? You would, will you expand upon that maybe? I did have a rough patch with focus in college, so. Yeah, I like really why those rough patches. Those try to call me higher, um, to call me deeper in the faith. Um, so I left the seminary, and after leaving the seminary, still wanted to go to daily mass and be involved in that way, because that's what good Catholic men do, right? After leaving seminary, and then I got involved with the Knights of Columbus and all that, because you know I wanted to be a little, you know, repping them today. But at the same time, I wanted to be involved with the cool Catholics on campus. And for me, like what I thought that meant was going to daily mass, but then going to the daily party. Um, so I was living really a double life, and I didn't like what Focus was telling me to do. They were trying to call me Heil, telling me not to do this anymore, um, and trying to, like, no, like, you're not finding fulfillment in this way, and they're right. But I didn't want to hear that at the time. I just, like, 
no, I want to, you know, I just want to be going, like, have Jesus heal, but I don't want Jesus in this part of my life. Um, I just want to, you know, do my own thing. Obviously, that's a struggle for a lot of, like, most people, you know, is that living that double life. And what what would you uh, suggest or offer as a tip for those of those people that are kind of feel like they're wandering and mm-hmm. just want a direction? If you're wondering and you just want a direction, come find me, come find my teammates. I would love to talk to you because there's no one answer to fit, like, that fits the bill. There's no one right answer. Um, for me, that meant, I meant a couple of things, um, but... It's after probably my worst, life, worst night of my life that um, I really was able to take a hard look at my life, where I was going, where I was headed, and my missionary would be like, okay, dude, like, what's going on? Come follow me. Come follow me. Just come follow me. Um, and it was just his joy, his happiness he had, not only in that moment, um, but also throughout his like day-to-day life. Um, and I was just struggling. I was in pain. I just did not want to be there. And I was just, I was just willing. I was a rock bottom. I was willing to buy what he was, what he was selling. And, yeah, I just said yes and stopped following him. Yeah, and I think just going off what you just said, like what you you do discipleship with students uh, and just like speaking from experience, I think that's like something that's really good and helping. Um, And I would really encourage like people to do that, students give that a shot. Because like working and talking one-on-one, like uh, whichever like one of you four it may be from Focus, uh, just like anything helps for sure. Absolutely. And just to know, you know, that uh, you're never alone in this it's stuff mm-hmm. either. So that's just good to touch on. So Let's go into a little more fun. There's this image that has surfaced of you. <laughs> uh, can you explain what exactly was going on in this picture, in this moment? I'll go ahead and show the rest of you guys. Chuck, you know what picture it is. Would you mind explaining it for me? So, yeah, that was when I was living my def- double lifestyle. Like, yeah, honestly. Um, so this is one of my little, um, little moments in my life. Uh, we were going to get ready for the party, and that was the outfit I was wearing for the... I forget what the theme was, but uh, that was the outfit I was wearing. Um, and, yep, you guys have the photo. And and you had a nickname? I did. Uh, what was that nickname? Uh, that was Pup Breezy. Pup Breezy. Uh, <laughs> Pup Breezy. <laughs> and do you have any... Any poems, any any rap that you would do when you were in uh when you were in college that I you have for us? I did not. Um, I do not have any raps or poems, but I can. I had one that I came up with, but I don't know. If Mason would like me to say it. No, I think he's got to. <laughs> you you gotta say. It. You gotta do it. You Let's hear it. Well. You might, might as well. Let's hear it. Just go for it. Okay, it's a little Let's haiku it. that I had Gamma help me write up. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, I did help you with that. That's right. Um, my name is Pabrizi. Tyler Smith. This one's for you. Charles Pabrizi out. I love it. Beautiful. Pub Breezy back at it again. Pub Breezy. Who gave you that nickname? Or did you I, give yourself that? No, it was um, one of my friends. His name is Alex um, Romberg. Yeah, he, um, yeah, just very, like, yeah, he was a good Catholic guy, but also, yeah, he was actually in a better spot than I was during the time, because I was still very much not double lifestyle. Um, he wasn't. He was living a life more or less beyond reproach. And he was like one of the guys that helped me call me out, Ohio, call me out of this. Another good question I have for you: What are your thoughts on the Easter Bunny? Yeah, the Easter Bunny is real. <laughs> <laughs> Please elaborate. <laughs> we need answers. Uh, very much the realest thing out there, right? It's just like Bigfoot. Um, <laughs> oh I need Santa to talk Claus. with Mister and Mrs. Puppers <laughs> about this stuff. Santa Claus law, though, you know. Um, so, well, like, what's your like? What's the question? Like, what's my thoughts? So, like, what do you think about the Easter Bunny? I mean, I think it's kind of creepy, but 
I mean, Mason has the same beliefs as you, too. Mason believes in Santa Claus. Great. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Not. It's okay. Chuck. So. <laughs> God. Chuck, Chuck, I guess, you know, now that we've asked you a couple of questions, uh, we were wondering if you had any questions for us. Yeah, so all three of you guys are going to be peer ministers. Um, so say me, Charles Piperis, was going to be a freshman this upcoming year. What would you tell Charles Pepperies? Hello, my name is Mason Yoakum. I am your peer minister. <laughs> nice Welcome to, to Carroll College. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, beyond that, like, what would you, Charles, what would you tell Charles Edward Pepperies to get involved, to get, do you go, to do? Edward? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, like, just anything, you know, when it comes to uh, that kind of thing is you got to start with building that relationship. So first, I think I'd just try to, Build a relationship with Mr. <laughs> Charles Puffery. Edward. <laughs> Charles Edward. I'd try to build that relationship, and I think a good way to do that is just, you know, start out with doing something fun with everybody on the floor. And that's, you know, that's kind of how I got involved more with uh, Jack Peed. He was my peer minister my freshman year and even this year, my sophomore year. And uh, he did a really good job of building that initial relationship with me and all the other guys on the floor. And I think that's definitely something that I would like to model after. So That's really cool. Yeah, I would agree with all that. I mean, I think that's just really important is just getting, like, getting yourself out there and, like, and things like that because that kind of stuff can, like, go a long way with new, meeting new people and kind of just, like, being with these people that you want to spend time with and everything. And I think that was a big thing for myself. And so that's definitely what I would recommend, I guess, to students is just kind of don't be afraid to put yourself out there, uh, especially as a freshman new kids next year yeah for sure and it just like you know you don't have to be official title peer minister you know be able to reach out and build that community build that relation those relationships and i think it's important for you know anybody that's listening just remember that you can also do those things you can also make a really big difference on campus and you just don't underestimate what what you can do for others yeah i mean i i see lots of uh madden 2k being played next year hopefully in my future so I see a lot of Madden 2K way. losses in Johnny Day's future. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think to uh, to speak to the peer minister call, um, kind of like Mason was saying, it's not just about the title. It's about living that out every single day. Obviously, shout out to Jack Peed because he's done an amazing job with us um, this year in St. Charles. But and also all the peer ministers, too, yeah, of obviously. Course. Um, and I want to give like a special shout out to Shea Bills. Um, he was my peer minister my freshman year. And I knew I wanted to get involved on campus through my faith. I didn't know how to do that. And I found it through basketball because, you know, Shea's all about basketball. He's the big basketball guy on campus. And um, it was really cool to be able to build that, build that community of guys through that. So I think going into it next, um, next semester, it'll be just building that opportunity, encouraging people to get involved through the faith. Even if you're not faithful, you know, still go to small group. I highly encourage you uh, to our listeners if you haven't, if you haven't had that opportunity to to be able to make it to one of the small groups, definitely find your way towards it. It's not always all about you know prayer and faith. Mm-hmm. Like I just said, Shea Bills, it's all about basketball. Jack Pede, all about conversation. Um, so yeah, yeah, and it's just fun too. Like it's not a, always you know it's going to be faith, faith, faith. Like it's fun. You know we. Went out and played frisbee a couple times. We play video games. We just sit and talk. We play music. It's all good stuff. So keep an open mind and just put yourself out there, and you never know what can happen. Uh, yeah, no, I just suppose now I, I should shout out Lane Booze, um, my peer minister. 
uh, last year on second floor Chucks uh, in St. Charles. And, I mean, what a great guy. I mean, I'm writing a profile about him right now uh, for the school prospector. And I've gotten to, like, interview him a few times and stuff. And I've learned a lot about him. So he's just been a great guy. That's really cool. What's one way that we would recommend to our listeners to maintain your faith in college? Just get involved. <laughs> you may think that some of the things that you're doing are really little things. And, you know, sometimes just showing up is really good. Actually, all the time, just showing up is really good. And uh, like I said, if you just put yourself out there and let yourself, you know, meet new people and build those relationships, you know, you never know what can happen. And you can just keep building on your faith there or even just building on your relationship with other people. And it's a really good thing. And I think to speak to that, too, get involved in the right ways. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. College anywhere has that culture of trying to get into parties, trying to get involved in um, going out more. But making sure to go out in the right way is very important. And I mean, Chuck, from your experiences, um, you know, like it's important to do that, to find that uh, balance between life, but also not living that double life, as you said. One of the big things for me is living in that moment, enjoying every single moment I have while I'm at college and experiencing not only going to mass, but also going to adoration, going to the focus house. Um, Dad, March Dadness was a great one. Um, but just finding ways to get involved in the right ways. And even just, you know, that living in the moment. Obviously, you know, you, you never know when things are going to change or when anything's going to be your last something. Just so just staying in that moment and recognizing like the greatness and the, I'm going to say a cheesy, awesomeness of that moment. And it's really good. So, Yeah, I mean, good things. I would definitely agree with uh, both these two here. Um, I mean, just like basically being... Going to, like, things and putting yourself out there a little more is important. Um, and even if you think, like, they're small, like, one thing can turn multiple things, and then, like, all of a sudden you've got a big group of really good friends that you're spending time with and doing things that, like, you want to do and people you want to be around with. And so I think that's really important as well. That's awesome. Um, you guys have all been involved in Focus in some way throughout your time in college. Um, can you guys speak about that involvement and what that had, like, and the impact that it has had on all three of you? I mean, I'd say it's had a huge impact on me. You know, coming in last year as a, a person who wasn't really involved in their faith and uh, I was pretty kind of lost in terms of that kind of stuff. Um, having someone there like you or Mike and now Ani and Carly too and Jack, it's been. <laughs> really good you know especially with Jack we've spent a lot of time together and I think we've you know those conversations has helped root me deeper in my faith and it's kind of led me to uh, spread uh, the love and joy that Jesus gives me to other people and help show that to them and I think that's definitely something that's been really cool and really good about focus that I've experienced yeah I would just say just like for me going to like all these different things you guys do um, has been really helpful and helped me to grow my faith. And something that's been really important is, like, all the discipleship things we do, or you guys do, uh, that we get the chance to go to. And just things that, like, involve lots of one-on-one -on -one and talking uh, has been something I've really enjoyed, and I think that's really important. Um, just, like, knowing, because we have a good relationship and stuff, and so just, like, knowing that we can really talk to, like, any one of you one-on-one uh, -on -one. And I know I've done that before uh, with you as well. And just, like, also 
doing Bible studies and stuff like that, other people is important as well. And it's really helped me. And I've also learned a lot from all that too. Like stuff I probably definitely didn't know last year, at least coming in as a freshman. So I'd say like, especially this year has been like that big stepping point for myself with like the help of what you guys put on here on campus, like for Focus. You already called me out for saying no to a lot of invitations, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think I wish that I would have said yes to more of those invitations. The times I did say yes, they were the most fulfilling times I've ever had um, in terms of growing in my faith. And to speak to what Focus does, it's been not only an amazing experience, but it's really made me want to learn more about my faith you know, it, it's such a journey that you don't know where it's going to go. There's turns right, there's turns left, there's obstacles up and down. But with focus, I've been able to thankfully navigate those in such amazing ways through going to the DR and knowing that I need to go do service to go out into the community, be thankful for the opportunities I have, that I have an education, that I'll be able to give back for the rest of my life. Such an amazing experience to be able to experience that. And, you know, focus has been such a big part of that. And um, yeah, saying yes to that invitation was something that I should have done a lot more while my time here. And you guys are just so fun to be around, too. Like last well, night. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, like, like last <laughs> night, Chuck, after Bible study, you know, uh, me, you, Ryan, Jack Pede, Jack, and Tim, you know, we were just having a great time just laughing and enjoying our time with each other. And I think that's just really a, co- a cool thing to see and just be a part of. And I think that's just a testament to all you focus missionaries and just how great of people that you are and just the joy that you bring to other people. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You've got to share this podcast with like Curtis Martin <laughs> and have him like distribute, like we need more listeners, but send, we're giving to send all your focus people. We're okay. giving a pretty good shout out right now. Here we go. You guys are doing what you get. Give us the advertisement space focus. <laughs> Curtis Martin. If you're listening to us, we want Chuck back. If, if you want to sponsor us, let us know. <laughs> Three guys, four mics. Three guys, Sponsored four by mics. focus. It's got a good ring to it, huh? Yeah. Chuck, any more questions for us? Um, why do you guys say yes to PO Ministry? Why do you guys say yes? I'll go. I'll go first. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically, that yes, like, meant, I think it was a lot more than just saying yes to, like, peer ministry. Um, I think it was, like, also yes to God, of course, because for me, it was, like, I felt like I was called to do that in a way, uh, and it was something that I'd really enjoy, and it would help me grow my faith. And so, like, by God calling me to do that, like, he wanted me to say yes to that, uh, yes to growing in my faith in that sense more. Obviously, because I, I like, definitely believe that all peer ministers, like, help others as well. Like, when you're a peer minister, you obviously grow because of other people, uh, too. And so, like, by doing that, I will be able to, like, I want to be able to help others while, like, I get back Definitely lots of graces from that as well. Yeah, and I'd definitely say just like going into that, or not into that a little bit more, but for me, you know, and I kind of was this last year was like, oh, it would be kind of cool if I applied to be a peer minister next year or whatever. I didn't really put any much thought into it. But, you know, <clears throat> throughout the school year, a lot of the current PMs now were always just kind of telling me, like, oh, you should seriously consider becoming a PM. You should seriously, becoming, uh, seriously consider becoming a PM. And, you know, I never really thought of, myself as somebody that could be in that role necessarily just fully and it was just kind of cool to hear that from other people and to see that they recognize something in me that can 
help uh, help out other people that come to the school. And, you know, Johnny said, uh, saying yes to God, saying yes to that rollover, but we're also saying yes to our peers to be able to be there for them and provide a way for them to get more involved and just to have uh, something they can always go to. So I think that's really good and powerful. Yeah, for me, saying yes was a, an invitation from God. Um, it was really about doing more for myself, doing more for others. Um, you know, the title really doesn't mean anything. If I didn't get peer ministry, um, I think I would have recognized I need to go out there and be a peer minister for others, be be an advocate, um, encourage people to attend small group, encourage people to get more involved, um, because honestly, it's part of the faith journey. Um, it's part of going out and becoming better disciples of Christ. Um, so saying yes, obviously, to the title was more of making sure that other students, um, whether wherever I get placed, because nobody knows except for Johnny where they're going, but um, <laughs> it was really about being able to say yes to invite others into into my room to be able to host those small groups and say, we're here for each other. We're going to talk about things. It's going to suck sometimes, but it's going to be awesome, and it's going to be about doing it for the greater glory of God. And I also just think it's really important, you know, it's cool that you can reach all these different kinds of people, or not kinds of people, different people with different backgrounds. And, uh, you know, it's not just people of the Catholic faith, you know, that we'll be reaching out to. It's people of all different uh, denominations, all different backgrounds, beliefs and stuff. And I think that's just really powerful for us to remember as well. Yeah, just big part is just like relationships too. Um, like that's one thing I'm probably one of the biggest things I'm looking forward to is just like getting to know all the students that you're serving, the younger classmen, and just like building a relationship with them. And like knowing that you, if you have that relationship, like they can come to you with anything um, and you can just basically like do whatever with them in a way um, because they're, they trust you, uh, you have that relationship. And so you have kind of a wide variety of things to do when you have like strong relationships like we do with our peer ministers today. And it also just builds your relationship with everybody else on your floor. You know, obviously us three, we, Johnny, me and you live together. Guillermo, you live two doors down. But we've grown closer with everybody on our floor, and a lot of that has to do with our peer minister and our small group. And I, yeah, so I think that's really good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't everyone. know what else to say about that, but yeah. Well, uh, Chuck, uh, we have one last question for you. Very important question. If you haven't listened to our podcast, you definitely should. Who would win in a fight, silverback gorilla or grizzly bear? Um, I think grizzly bear personally. Uh, I know, but yeah, I think grizzly bear will win. You're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> and here's why. I agree. I agree with you. Fingers. I wasn't on the episode last week, and so I wasn't here for that big argument. I kind of missed out. Uh, I, th- I think we'll do a recap after we uh, we say thanks to Chuck for coming in. Yeah, I mean, I, sure. I missed the whole argument you guys had, but I mean, yeah. we talked about this before, and so I I agree with Chuck. Here's the bear. Yeah. And so... That's sorry. That's three and zero for guests. Every single guest has said on the podcast has been a grizzly bear. It's okay. We'll How many people have changed? Three. Three people. They've all said grizzly bear. Yeah. On the podcast. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. We'll get some people on that are right. Eventually. So. I think it's just you two against Carroll College at this point. All right. Everyone else. Before I go, um, I have one more question for all of you. Uh, what is one thing that the students of Carroll College need to heal right now? Wow. Man. That's, uh, that's a heavy question, man. Okay. 
Jeez. Put on your flowers, um, guys. <laughs> yeah, we should pull the reverse Uno card and ask him that. Yeah. Um, what, yeah, what do you have to say to that, Chuck? Uh, he asked I'll, us first. I got I mean. this. Oh, I don't got this. Soften your hearts. <laughs> Be open. I guess. Say yes. Those all work well together. Yeah. I mean, if I mean, we really soften your it. hearts, you know, not everybody's always against you. If you've got amazing people around you, and even though they might think and believe in different things than you, there's still great people around you. So I'd say just soften your hearts. And I think to go on with that, saying yes, um, soften in the heart, say yes to that. It doesn't mean, you know, we all have different beliefs, and that's totally okay. But it's about saying yes to having that open conversation, not going at each other's throats, being there for one another when we need to be, knowing what it means to be a community, not only through Christ, but being a community as a college as a whole. Say yes to the opportunity to have those conversations. Say yes to the opportunity to go to small group. Say yes to the opportunity to have lunch with that one person that you've seen like once before. Just saying yes to all of that is going to mean so much more to this community if we soften our hearts and if we keep living out the mission of students as Carol, at Carroll College. Yeah, I don't got much more. I just say be kind. Be kind to one another. Well, you asked the question, so you must have an answer too. Yeah, um, I think you guys have been answering it throughout this podcast. Relationships, right? Like we are obviously made for relationships. You guys have said this so many times through peer ministry, uh, through focus, through everyone we've met on campus. Um, and just realizing that we're made for relationships, not with each, not only with each other, but, you know, more importantly with God. And, yeah, just going back to that, because as we all know, um, all of us know in this room that that relationship was broken through sin, um, through Adam and Eve. Um, and just continuing to go back. and Because like, when that relationship was broken, we turned our backs on each other um, and uh, turned our backs on God and turned towards each other. And allowed sin to enter into our lives and into our world. Is whether I sin against someone else or someone sin against me. We just continue to go there. We have this brokenness and this chasm between us and God that we can't we can't breach. But as we all know, I'm bringing this back to Lent. God saw this and He was so moved out of love for us um, because He desires to have a relationship with us. Um, that He came down and became one of one of us. He walked with us. He laughed with us. He cried with us so much so that you know He took up our sins, our brokenness, our woundedness, and brought it with Him to the cross. Um, where he died for us, and just died for us right then and there. But as we all know in this room, right, that's not where the story ends, because three days later, he rose again from the grave, um, and he invites us to continue to hand over our wounds, our brokenness, our sins to him, so we can continue to find all, like our identity as sons and daughters of Christ in him. So I think, yeah, just relationships, not but not only with each other, but more importantly, like having a relationship with God. Well, Chuck, so said. Mm-hmm. would you, you like to oh, end us in prayer? <laughs> Yeah, in case I haven't done this yet, Tyler Smith, this one's for you. <laughs> um, I think that was four times. <laughs> um, maybe five. No, knows? I think that was five. Oh, great. Well, what, what does Tyler have to do now? I, I honestly don't know. I think he has to buy me a drink from um, the um, Holy Grounds. So we'll go from there. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, but in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this day. Um, thank you for this group of men in this room, um, for the three guys and the four mics here. We thank you for the gift of Carroll College, all the students, staff, and faculty. And thank you for our identity of being sons and daughters of Christ. Um, help us to continue to turn towards you, continue to follow you, um, and continue to get to know you better um, each and every day. Amen. The Father, mm-hmm. Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, Chuck. Uh, I just have to ask.
It's your first time ever being on a podcast? First time on a podcast. My parents actually used to own a radio station growing up. Oh, okay. Um, so I used to be on live radio. How did I not oh. know about this? <laughs> what? Do you guys have big questions? What was that? Um, <laughs> so we used to own a Catholic radio station um, up until um, the second grade um, is when we sold it, but we continued to work at it um, and continued to be involved in it until I was like in high school. I can't we've never known this. That's awesome. You guys have never asked I anything think about you my could process this up <laughs> sooner, man. Yeah. I think we might need to have you back on again All to right. talk a little bit more about that. Did you go on by there? I did. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh. Yeah, I've been interviewed too about, you know, seminary and, you know, focus. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, Chuck. Well, until next time, Charles Peppery's out. Yeah, thank you for Thanks coming Chuck. on such short notice today. We appreciate you. Thank you for everything you do on this campus. Truly. And we'll be right back. And we're back. That was our interview with Charles Edward Pepperys. It was lovely to have him on. And we're going to end this segment of Three Guys, Four Mics with a little bit of recap of our podcast last week that I missed. And so Mason and Guillermo are going to catch me up a little bit here the last 10 minutes or so. Well, so we had a little bit of a segment with uh, March Madness. Uh, as we all know, all brackets in the U.S. are busted at this point probably. But, yeah, what do you guys think? Final Four. We, uh, we had a pretty big discussion about this last week of how disappointed we were in all the brackets. But uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, you know, because just my brackets ruined, obviously. But uh, Go I don't know. I mean, I just got I got a good matchup between North Carolina and Duke. It's the first time they've You're ever met. around the obvious, there. Johnny. So... <laughs> Yeah. Go Arkansas, am I right? You guys got into that last week. Go Zags. And you go gave me credit because they're still in it. Go Zags. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Johnny. Iowa lost out in the first round. No big deal. They weren't supposed to win. <laughs> yeah, I it was. I'm rooting for North Carolina. I think I like North Carolina too. I'm going to give a big shout out to Chip Hinton. If you guys don't know who that is, he's our head of admissions. Um, here at Carroll College, and he's cool a name. big North Carolina guy. So I'm going to have to go with North Carolina. Honestly, again, such a good team. They're the only A seed, not a one or a two seed like the rest of them. So it'll be a really interesting matchup. Um, you know, at this point, like every other time, you've got to cheer for the underdog. At this point, they're the underdog. Duke chokes all the time. And I think North Duke's Carolina's looked really good these last Oh, yeah. Games they're so games. underrated. I said from the beginning that they're underrated. I mean – Ever since I watched them beat Duke in the regular season. And I, I think they can do good. it again. This is the first time that so. Duke and North Carolina has ever met in the tournament, which is kind of absurd considering how good both programs have been over the last 50 years. And it's such a big rivalry. Such a big rivalry. But, you know. but now it comes down to the biggest stage, Final Four, and I think we all can agree, North Carolina. We're all going to be so wrong. That's all right. <laughs> but now on the other side, was it uh, Kansas and Villanova. Villanova? I like Villanova. I, I don't want Villanova well. to win it all again, though. I think they play well as a team. Right. I like their coach. I like the way that they play basketball. I don't like Kansas that much either. I don't know. I mean, I just said Villanova has won it a lot lately. They've won twice in the past, like, five years or something. Um, Which is insane. Well, I think, they can I think it was, it like, 2016 and 2018. I think they won, so six years. I think they've won but 20 tournament games since 2016. Yeah, really? they won the most. I don't know. Wow. Obviously, they like have that. good reputation in the tournament. But I would like to see Kansas in it and North Carolina. I'd like to see a Villanova so. versus North Carolina re- uh, rematch. 
national championship rematch from a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Chris Jenkins. Buzzard beater. Yeah, that was the craziest ending of a basketball yeah. game I've ever seen in my life. I well, think at this point, any any matchup would be good. Yeah, for sure. It, it, I don't like Duke. so They're yeah. going to choke. I don't think they're going to win either. No. I mean, I got to... But at the same time, for Coach K, that'd be kind of <laughs> cool. I respect him as a coach, but I don't think I don't want them to win. Yeah, my my brother-in-law is a big Duke fan. I don't know if he listens to this, but Zach, I hope Duke loses. And so, <laughs> all right. Well, that now that there. we got our final four in our national championship or whatever, it doesn't matter. Gorilla versus Grizzly Bear. Let's do a quick little five-minute recap, just to you know hear some thoughts from you, Johnny. Johnny, Johnny. Obviously, Guillermo and I are strongly in favor of the gorilla. One word. Fingers. Fingers. What's your Fingers for gorilla? Yep. That's all you need. That's all you need. Claws. And? Okay. A bear. I just, I don't want to have this argument. No, no, no. We need to hear. I just want to hear your opinions, and then we can close out, and we can go on with our day. This would have been very nice. If you would have been here with Lorenzo, because then it would have been two on two. It was two on one, so it was a little unfair to yeah, him. He did a great job, though. Or uh, Lorenzo did do good. He, he did a very yeah. good job, but I mean, we he, need to hear it from you. I would just say, obviously, Grizzly Bear, because I would say claws are better than fingers, like sharper. Grizzly Bear is just like, they're fast, they're big, and I just don't understand how a gorilla could even take one down. Like, you would have to get. Gorilla would have to get the grizzly bear on its back to like beat it up, which the grizzly bear would never even get on its back. Like, well, it's too strong. Hey, that's all right. Next time we have grizzly versus silverback on the podcast, we can have you there and you can argue your <laughs> your thoughts and opinions. But guys, I think we need to kill we, this debate. What's what? What's our opportunity next week for the podcast? What are we doing? Yeah, big opportunity next week coming up. We'll have uh, Father Bart on, um, hopefully. On have Wednesday. We, have we, we confirmed? Yeah, we need yeah, to talk to him still. That's not confirmed. Okay, yeah, um, we should have thought, thought about that. Father Bart Tolson. I think he'll be there tonight at Mass, so on. we can talk to him. After yeah, um, but one of the big opportunities, if you haven't heard, Father Stu coming out, Mark Wahlberg film. We actually have the opportunity. Hopefully, we'll get the opportunity. We know Sage is. She uh, actually directs this. Um, she'll have the opportunity to meet with the director of the movie, Father Stu, um, and we'll be able to kind of discuss that hopefully with Father Bart next week. It'll be really awesome. If you guys get a chance to go to the premiere, should be a really fun opportunity to just see what we have to say about Father Bart and Father Stu's connection. So it should be a very fun podcast, very cool. Yeah. Um, we might be interviewing you guys too after the movie, which would be great. Yep, uh, that's the plan. Yeah, any students that go, we're, we should be there. Yeah. I think we're going to so be we'll, there, of course. We'll be hanging around um, after the movies, hear you guys' thoughts and what you have to say. Um, and yeah, no, check out our future podcast if you get this interview. I know Father Bart was really close with Father Stu. They had a good personal relationship, so that would be some good things to hear from him. Let's try and find Wahlberg. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be there. Mark, 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 Mark Wahlberg's going to be in Helena. We've got to find him. we got to look for him and be like, hey, him on three him. guys, four mics. Yeah. Uh, we have questions. He's too cool Simple as that. Us, let's be honest. Oh, man, he is way too cool. I agree. But anyways, Monday night, 6 o'clock, movie Father Stu. Make sure you sign up for your tickets just in case. Rumor has it there's three theaters that are getting bought out for it. So that's a great opportunity to say yes, you know, like we were talking about earlier, and go and put yourself out there and have fun with some of your friends and meet new people. Um, yep, it's a great story. And with that, sure. Guillermo. Yeah, 
Thank you guys for listening. This has been Three Guys, Four Mics, a Big Sky, Small World presentation. Uh, thank you guys. We'll see you next week. Woo!